For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Because this is nobody with two brain cells decaying together would ever sit there and try to put Mickey that put Dennis Allen and Bill Belichick in the same sentence, bro. Abs- this is insane. Absolutely insane. This guy is absolutely off of his rocker, man. He really. Oh, and 11, four and nine, five and eight, four and 10, five and eight. Hall of Fame coaches, all of them. Bill Walsh, first year, two and 14, second year, six and 10. So I think the easy thing to do is just look at the results and say, oh, no, we've got to have a change. You got to look beyond that. You know, what are the reasons why we were nine and eight instead of, you know, 13 and four? And look, it's it's collective. It's the players. It's the coaches. It's me. It's our personnel staff, our roster. It's variables sometimes that we don't have any control of. Um and so I, I, my assessment is Dennis Allen is a good coach. And again, you know, with Sean Payton, we went 10 and six the first year, but then we were seven and nine, eight and eight. And I heard some of the same noise, but at the time I knew we had a good football coach. And so I think sometimes the hard thing to do is to be patient and recognize your other shortcomings and get those fixed. And that's what we're doing. They don't know. They don't know the, the shortcomings. For him to even say something as stupid as that, Mickey Loomis is off his meds. Obviously, something's wrong. None of that makes. Look at his look at his movements and his face gestures when he's talking about all this. None of this is serious. It's none of this is believable. This is a joke. And people look at the Saints organization and understand where the problem is. And I've been telling y'all this season where the problem lies. People stop at Dennis Allen. Sometimes you're supposed to, the majority of times, you will stop at Dennis Allen because he's the head coach. All these variables that Mickey Loomis is talking about are all controlled by the goddamn coach. It failed because he did not make the adjustments, family. Let's keep it real, man. Let's get funky tonight, man. Let's keep it real, man, because this clown is not going to do it. He's sitting up here comparing Dennis Allen to... Bill Belichick, Tom Lane. Are you kidding me? These are Hall of Fame coaches that put the work in, that were balanced coaches that knew how to pick people, how to put personnel together. Dennis Allen is he could be he 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 the closest he'll ever get is the washing. He wash, washes their laundry or mops their floors. That's the best that he can hope to do with those Hall of Fame coaches that this crazy ass man sitting up here talking about comparing them to. That he's a good coach. This guy's crazy. Look at his face and his gestures, the stupid-ass comparisons that he just made. That's why the Saints are a joke, because this guy is at the helm, and it's time for him to be replaced. He thought that this press conference, he could have kept this when he was more when he was more uh, balanced, because he's off his rocker. This dude is totally off his rocker here. He's just completely out of it. He, he, I don't even think he's on the same planet. Look at his face. His face is flushed. His eyes are droopy. His eyes are red. He's smacking gum and drinking water with the gum. The gum done lost his taste, but he's still keeping the guy. He's just crazy. Smacking all in between there. Man, nobody going to take you serious with this type of presentation, man. Nobody going to take you serious. And the reason why the Saints are a joke, because Mickey Loomis is a joke. 
He's been exposed. He's not a real general manager. I kept telling you guys that. I was breaking him down and saying, listen, the reason why the Saints failed this year is because of mismanagement. Go in-depth, Q. I can go in-depth and tell you exactly why it happened. Why? How do I know? Because I was there watching it, just like you were. But unlike him and Allen and the rest of these blowhards, I will tell you the truth. I will say the reason why the Saints lost this season was because they did not make the adjustments when the time was there. Instead of pulling Carmichael off of the offensive play calling and at least putting Curry in there to call the plays to create a spark because the offense wasn't responding early on, if he had done something, then they could have been a different result. Something. He did nothing. He being Mickey Loomis didn't do anything. You won't talk about veritables. Let's talk about veritables. The veritables is that you didn't do shit when you were supposed to. That's the bottom line. You let Dennis Allen run the team in the ground seven and 10 when he didn't know what to do. And with a soft schedule and a wide open NFC South, the best he can garner was nine victories. And the team that had the worst loss to when they were up by 17 with 11 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, scored 18 points to kick the Saints in their ass. And then at the back of the season, that was the team that got into the playoffs and credit to them. They made a, a, a big win over the Cowboys to go to the next round of the playoffs. So shout out to the Green Bay Packers. Who at the time I was saying, this is not a playoff team. Shout out to the Packers. They had a real team with a real QB, with a real coach who made adjustments, who wasn't afraid or scared or dumb, made the adjustments when they were supposed to. And listen, Dennis Allen knew he was supposed to make adjustments to help the Saints out. He knew it because the reporters and we pushed on him to the point where he said changes are going to happen. Those changes never happened. That happened several times during the season when people was pushing on him to make changes and he did not make any changes. But at the end of the year, he's this he's dis- he's disappointed for real. And it's veritables and it's everybody. It's the players, the same players that the head coach pick that the head coach supposed to motivate every game. If those players are not motivated and they're not playing, it's the head coach coach responsibility to remove that player and put one in there that will. The same head coach that has the power to pull down the offensive coordinator and put another one in there if the guy's not doing what he's supposed to do. If the offense is not responding the way it's supposed to do, it is the head coach responsibility to pull that guy out of there and put somebody in there or at least make a change. Do something. Do something. But now it's all about veritables. And it's not just, it's just, we got to go beyond. No, we don't have to go beyond no dumbass stats that you're talking about. It's not that deep. The problem is you're running from accountability, Loomis. You're running from accountability. That's why I'm pressing on these people. And these people are hearing. A lot of the people that need to hear this are hearing this because they really want to know what's going on with the team. Are they believing this joke of a GM who you got? This guy's a masquerader. I told you guys, this is not him. All the success that he had came with Sean Payton because Sean Payton was telling Mickey Loomis what to do. And if it was really Mickey Loomis as a good general manager, you would see those good general manager abilities right now. Why haven't you seen them over the last couple of years during the season when the Saints were falling through the flow and Mickey Loomis refuses to get involved? until after the season when he's spending excuses and firing people that should have been fired a long time ago, but also missing the mark on firing who's supposed to be gone. This is the NFL, man. 
The Saints running this like a semi-pro team. This is ridiculous, man. But this clown, this dude is a clown, man. Don't y'all see what I see now? Don't you see it? Most of you been seeing it. I've been pinpointing it and telling you this is a masquerader. This is a sidekick, dude. This not this guy wasn't. He was the guy. Sean was telling him what to do. Go get me this player. And Mickey's gift was to cook the books by getting uh, buying an expensive player that you couldn't afford and creating phantom years and dummy years in the contract where you can be able to afford a player that you could you, you respectfully or responsibly could not afford. He would get that player for you and he would cook the books and kick the can into the future for them players. He would do that for you, but anything else he is not good at. That's why and I keep telling y'all. That's why other general managers fleece Mickey Loomis like Roseman fleeces him because he's not a real general manager. He's more VP than GM. He does not need to have two titles. He has two titles. He's the vice president of football operations and a general manager. He doesn't need two, two terms. He doesn't need those two titles. Let him have the VP, but the general manager needs to be somebody that's fresh, that's new to it, or somebody with a different vantage point. The assistant general manager, Kai Hartley, should be the general manager of the Saints, and Mickey Luma should be the VP alone. He does not need to handle these things no more. He's been here for 20 plus years. He's been affiliated with the NFL for 37 years. That's almost 40 years of NFL experience. This dude is out of his time window. He's a fossil. He's he's a dinosaur in the age of the new NFL where you need guys, general managers of people with a, that, that's a lot more progressive than Dennis Allen is a good coach. And I'm comparing him to time to 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 Tom Landry. That's right. I said that I'm going to compare him to everybody. Uh, Tom Landry, Bill Belichick, uh, all those guys started slow and then and Sean Payton started it. I'm that's right. I'm going all the way out. I'm going to compare him to everybody. Nick Saban, uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, Jim Walsh. Walsh, this dude said Walsh, the inventor of the West Coast. Man, are you kidding me? Oh, well, Walsh was another guy. I, I, he was such and such. And I'm like, I, listen, I'm talking truth now. No, 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 you're not. This is insane, man. This dude is a complete joke. They got people making fun of the Saints after they've seen this up here. I'm getting it online. People, uh, 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 <laughs> go check on Q over there. <laughs> uh, just crazy, man. What, what's going on? Talk about like the culture a little bit. What are some of the things with the culture that you feel like you need to change? Yeah, I, I, I don't like the word culture necessarily because I think look, we got really good, good guys, willing. Um, he says he don't like the culture. Hold on. Let me ring it back right here, fam. I don't know what's going on with my internet. They don't like Mickey Loomis, obviously. It was just working fine. Allen is a good coach. And again, you know, with Sean Payton, we went 10 and 6 the first year, but then we were 7 and 9, 8 and 8. And I heard some of the same noise. But at the time, I knew we had a good football coach. And so I think sometimes the hard thing to do is to be patient and recognize your other shortcomings and get those fixed. And that's what we're doing. Once again, he don't know what the shortcomings are. And we've been patient enough. You've been three years without a playoff trip. That's patience enough. Not going to be patient for no Dennis Allen, bro. 
this is the NFL. It's a win now league. We're not going to be patient anymore. We're not going through a process like we the Philadelphia 76 trust the process. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're not doing that, man. We're not going to trust you with no dumbass process because obviously you don't know what you're doing. Nobody, you lose all credibility when you say Dennis Allen's a good head coach. Nobody believes that. You know why? Because Dennis Allen is a backstabby, weaselly coach who throws his team under the bus. There are players he's going to always keep a divided locker room because people know what his get down is. He's untrustworthy is what I'm saying. And if you're going to have a head coach at the top of your team that's untrustworthy, that throws his players under the bus, and they did something good for a teammate, and it was him that didn't want to embarrass the, the Falcons by putting up another score. Now, we're not going to embarrass the Falcons. Just go nail it down. What about Jamal? He had 18 rushing t- 17 rushing touchdowns last year. Can we give him a, you know, his last touchdown? Oh, no, go nail on it. We don't want to upset the Falcons. And then they go in there and get to take this. Let's screw, let's screw this on, bitch. Let's go up in there and run it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They go up in there, get the touchdown. They celebrate. They run off to the side. He gets into the bro. Oh, they did that on their own. Bro, we didn't need to even know that. You could That could have been a secret during the season. We didn't have to know that. That weasel stabbed his own team in the back to do it. And then apologized to the freaking flap, the freaking flapping Falcons. So you believe in that? That's what happened. But this, this idiot says he's a good coach. He's a good coach. Oh, he backstabbed his players, but he's still a good coach, Q. <laughs> what are some of the things with the culture that you I don't like the word culture necessarily because I think, look, we got really good guys, willing. Um, and I think, look, a lot of things that I said to the players, I'm sure you guys are aware of it, were for players' ears only. Um, I think collectively, though, that – Everybody, you know, if you ask, do you want to win? Everybody stands up. They raise their hand, right? Everybody says, "What are you willing to do what's necessary? To win, they all raise their hand. But sometimes we're not doing the things that are necessary to win. And that's on me. That's on me, 100%. We've got to, I've got to hold our guys to a standard um, to do the things necessary to win. And I think that I probably let that slip a little bit over the last few years. And so we're going to, we're going to get that recalibrated. And so that's my message to our entire building. It's not just to the players or just the coaches. It's to our entire building. Is some of that stuff like extra homework to study and taking care of the body? Well, there's a lot of things. And, and, uh, I think I was pretty specific about what those things are, but that, that's really for their ears, not for your ears. Maggie Loomis ain't telling them people nothing, bro. I mean, he let it slip over the last couple of years. He let it slip. He didn't do anything, fam. I'm telling you the truth. He didn't do anything. What good is that dumbass speech at the end of the season with players that about to go into the offseason? Where was that speech during the season? You get what I'm getting at here? Do you understand what I'm saying here? None of this makes any sense because they're not serious. None of this makes any sense for Mickey Loomis to talk about speeches at the end of the season when they about to go home. Where would your dumbass speech during the season when the Saints were struggling all over the place, involved in losing streaks? Where was your stupid ass speech then? Where was it? This, this is a joke, man. These people are, this guy is sorry as hell, man. Well, that's for their ears only, media.
and Q, you don't need to hear that's players only. And I'm telling you now we're going to, I let it slip just a little bit. I let it slip. No, you didn't let nothing slip. You didn't do nothing. <laughs> you, you didn't do anything. There was no slippage. You simply didn't do anything. Where was your fancy pants speech for players when the season was still valid? Where was it? This guy is a bum, man. I'm just, at least I'm going to keep it real. All the rep that, that this guy was living off of was involved with Sean Payton. He told him what to do. You can see the obvious errors in his judgment. He doesn't do anything during the season. That is his word. That is his confession. He says that, that he does not do anything during the season because he's too emotionally involved. When they're win, he's emotional. When they lose, he's emotional. So he doesn't do any evaluations until after the season is over. That's what he said to us. He said that. Now, you tell me what kind of manager that is that's too emotional to do his job during the season, but he ready to do it when the season is over with, when the shit don't matter. Huh? Tell me something. Tell me the truth here. That's for their ears only, man. You are, this is a joke. It's a joke. Oh, it's, man. it's on you if you don't deal with the players day to day. Excuse me. Well, you said that it's on you, but since you're not the one dealing with those players day to day and kind of, you know, looking over. Well, players. look, I'm accountable for that. Um, you know, we have we have a certain standard here, and 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 look, some of it's out of our control. Um, you know, COVID, league rules. There's things that that are out of our control, but that doesn't mean we have to that we can't have an, a, a standard that we, we set. And look, it starts with me. It does. Yeah, it starts with you. That's a great standard you set there. Make it sitting up there chewing the, and gum. And that's real professional. Like, that's a great standard to set. And the reporter, you heard what Cat Terrell asked him? He said, how, how is it you don't even deal with, you don't deal very much with the, with the, the people. He said, well, it's still more on me. And she basically said that. And this is what we were saying during the season when I was talking about the snafu that happened with Dennis Allen last year. When he when Jameis came out to the press and said he backstabbed him and lied to him, where was Mickey Loomis there? Mickey Loomis wasn't he had his goddamn door closed. Why? Well, you know, Cat Terrell says you don't really too much deal with the players during the season. He didn't disagree on that. Well, it's still on me. It's still on me. You you don't do any. Why would they respect what you got to say when you don't say nothing during the season to him? I mean, what kind of manager does this? Do you understand he's literally indicting himself every time he opened up his dumb ass mouth? Do we understand that? Cat, the reporters are telling him, you, you don't have too much interaction with the players during the season. How is it, you know, how do you see it's on you? Well, it's still on me. You know, I have to do, you don't, he does it. This is the thing. That's not a general manager that does that. That's not how you supposed to do it, bro. That worked with Sean Payton because Sean Payton was hands on. You have to, you can't do the same thing with Dennis Allen that you did with Sean Payton. He's doing the same thing with Dennis Allen that he did with Sean Payton. Those are two different people with two different styles, with two different skill sets, period. You can't do that. And he don't even see the difference between the two. How, how did he, how, how don't the dude see the difference that you can't deal with a Sean Payton the same way you do with a Dennis Allen, bro? Come on. He's supposed to be an evaluator. He's supposed to be an evaluator of talent. This guy, this guy on the screen who just compared Dennis Allen to Bill Belichick and Sean Payton. That is, it's, it's insane. It gets worse, man. And certainly, our, our uh, head coach and our coaching staff and all the people in the building are responsible for it, but it, it begins with me.
Mickey, I don't know if this has been uh, addressed, but uh, going back to that, you don't like the word culture, but as far as the camaraderie uh, amongst uh, teammates, mm -hmm. uh, when you look at the victory formation and what occurred, there, I don't know if this has been asked, like Jamal Williams, did he have an incentive? Like you score X amount no. of touchdowns, so that that didn't come into play. So it wasn't hmm. like you score a touchdown, you get an extra hundred thousand or nothing. That was, that was no, look, that I think that this has been talked about way too much. Frankly, look, I, I get it. Players wanted to get do a favor for uh, uh, you know one of their teammates, and probably didn't think it completely through. Um, I would rather we not do that. <laughs> But it was, there was no underlying message to that. It was all exactly what it appeared to be. They're trying to do a favor for a teammate, get him a touchdown, and I just wasn't appropriate in, in my view. But it, it's it's overblown. You know, I don't – I think it's overblown. So I just brought up the monetary reasons. No, there was no – there was nothing – there was no incentive or any – there's no financial reward. I remember I had started 12 games, and I got a 250000 bonus. If you scored one touchdown? No, if I – <laughs> Dude, what's this? This is this is very strange, man. You know, this is not how Mickey Loomis usually acts. This is he got a lot of weird energy here. The chewing of the gum, as loud and as obnoxious as as it is, is kind of giving me like this is like this is how he's trying to displace nervous energy. You know, it's very weird. Like his face is flushed. He has these weird responses. You know, the weird comparisons, it, you know, look at his face in some of these interviews. This is not how Mickey Loomis out of the dozens of hundreds of interviews we've seen with Mickey Loomis in a professional setting. You know, this is not us at a cocktail party with Mickey Loomis chilling. And this is what you get. No, this is a professional setting. It's the end of the season presser. People want answers on why the team failed. You know, you would think that the team didn't fail by the way he's taking his press conference. This is totally the wrong energy. Totally the wrong energy. People want answers of what happened with the team. And they can't go to your boss, which is Lucia, who is a businessman. I don't know if he knows football, but perhaps, man, I really wish we had a president of football operations that was involved in the actual football side of it that checks a guy like this so that he this guy's going off the reservation. He really has, fam. I mean, this dude, and listen. He's never felt pressure like this before because he's been pretty much protected by Sean Payton's success over the many years. Coach Payton really protected these guys. He really did. He protected all of these guys. Like if all the years we used to ask why Coach, why Coach Payton doesn't leave Pete, uh, let Pete Carmichael call the plays and operate the offense, you see why. <laughs> You've seen why. So, I mean, Coach Payton protected a lot of these guys. He really did including the general manager. All of them got fantastically wealthy and gained position and power because of Sean Payton. And the moment he comes out of there, you see the obvious flaws about these guys, that they weren't as great as we thought they were. That's no disrespect to Mickey Lomas, but look how he's behaving right here because he can't deal with the pressure. All this is nervous display, nervous energy. It's fake bravado and an and arrogance in, a, in a, an attempt to misplaced that nerve. He got a lot of real nervous energy. Are y'all picking that up here? Y'all put one in the chat if y'all agree with me on this. This is real weird. This is the chewing of the, the gnashing of the gum. This is like gnashing of the gums and, and chewing the gum all loud and, and, and just really obnoxiously 
and then these weird movements and how his face making these weird motions with his face. And this is not Mickey Loomis. This is not how Mickey Loomis, a professional Mickey Loomis, usually behaves. This is a guy, and I'm not saying he is. This is how a guy would act if he was off his meds. A guy, he has a lot of weird nervous energy that he's trying to displace by being arrogant and cocky. And it's coming, you know, trying to have some fake, you know, bravado, but it's not coming off like he's confident. It's coming off like arrogance and real weird nervous energy. Y'all get that? Yes. Yeah. Y'all get it. Yeah. C style saying the chew, the gum chewing is really crazy. That's a, that's the family. That's a nervous twitch that he, I mean, not a twitch, but it's a nervous behavior that gum chewing. And he, he, even though we know that gum ain't, ain't hitting on shit no more. He done drunk two or three squigs of water, whatever's in that cup. And it done already washed away the flavor of the gum. So the gum don't even have any flavor anymore for him to be chewing on it like that. And he got a big stinking nasty gob of it in his mouth because listen to how it sounds. It's like four or five pieces of gum crammed in his mouth, chewing on during the press conference because you can hear every gnash of it. And he ain't right up on the mic, but you he might as well take the damn mouth, the mic and stick it in his mouth the way it sounds. I mean, it's horrible, man. But that's a weird behavior. That's that nervous energy he's trying to displace by using that gum. And I don't know what's going on with this guy, but all it is is totally crazy, man. It's totally crazy. L-Dub says one, you pinpointed 100%. I know, bro, you have nervous people that's around here, fam. And you know it's all weird, bro. And I might as well throw a great big old pause over all of this gum chewing and all this weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, masculine mindset mafia member says one nervous energy. Exactly. That's what I got. I was like, dude, this this is really weird how the gum chewing in it because Mickey Loomis never been under this kind of pressure before. Never. We are hitting them people hard. And the reason why we going at you, because listen, we just want you to do the job the correct way. And he's going up against the supporter base who don't want. Look at it like this. And I know college and pro is different, but if the college, let me tell you something, man. If you like if LSU is my squad, that's my squad, right? The boosters control the team. They bring the money to it. If the boosters come together and tell you, hey, that coach got to go, brother. He got to go. That coach is going to, them. If the AD is going to find a way to get that coach up out of here. That's what happened with old Jerron. The boosters wanted him out and they got him out. Why? Because the boosters are the bread. They got the money, baby. And that's what you are. You the supporter. When the supporters tell the coach, listen, bro, and they got a good reason, this guy's not any good, man. This is not who's going to take us to a Super Bowl. You have Jim Harbaugh out there. Pete Carroll's out there. Bill Belichick is out there interviewing. Why are you keeping this janitor? What's wrong with you? And he just sits there arrogantly chewing the gum and thumbing his nose at you. And then several months from now, they're going to come to you and ask you to buy season tickets. Oh, we got the new Saints about to take off and go, baby. Don't you dare forget this, man. Don't forget this nastiness that we're seeing right now. Yeah. at his teeth, man. And, uh, that doesn't happen here. And, and yeah, We're not doing that. He talked about culture before. I don't like to use the term culture. You don't have no culture, bro. What culture the Saints got? The coach usually sets the culture for the team. He puts the mindset and the work into the team. 
He gives them a mindset. They're playing based on his vision. They're playing based on the vision of the, what vision that Dennis Allen has. Huh? What vision does Dennis have, Allen have to give to his team? Half of them don't trust him. And they going at Jameis Winston like that in the press, throwing him under the bus. And Jameis Winston is one of the most famous. He's one of the most popular players on the team. When they started going at, when those press people started going at Jameis Winston, all several players, players that's not even on the team started defending Jameis in the press, including Quine Alexander, who ain't even on the Saints squad. They were all on social media. Jameis is my guy. Jimmy Graham said Jameis was the great, the best teammate he ever had. That includes Drew Brees. <laughs> you got to remember who he, you know what I'm saying? They came to the defense of Jameis Winston. You like him or not, Jameis is well-loved in that Saints locker room. And Dennis Allen then had several several confrontations with Jameis in that building. So it, it just, it just, it's all kind of ways funny and crazy. But you can't fool us, man. Yeah, wherever. I'll uh, play it. I'm going to get that money. Yeah. You get, so, I understand the question, but that's not that's not part of the equation. Yeah, I think it's going to change when it comes to potential offensive coordinator coming in the building. But were the moves that y'all made on the offensive side of the coaching staff yesterday the only moves that you intend to make at this time? Yeah, I, I don't know that that's the case yet. You know, we're yeah, I don't. I'm not anticipating anything either way. I know another phrase you probably dismiss as, as being overused: "lost the locker room," and, and I thought you kind of dismissed that the other night. But so, is that? You say most people should be able to look beyond the results, but I mean, players have felt the effects of three losing seasons too, and you felt the need to have this talk with them after the season. Is that a danger with with players not believing that this coach, you know, coaching staff will have the answers when when you go through three losing seasons? I mean, that's yeah, I'm not worried about that. I mean, you feel confident. Do you understand the question that Mike? See, Mike Triplett really is is super talented. Mike Triplett could leave the sports world and go and go and get a job with a news agency and they would send Mike Triplett to the White House and he would ask, you would ask the press secretary that type. See how he framed that question? That was almost like Mike Triplett being at the White House asking the press secretary questions about what's going on with the country. You get what I'm getting at? That's how that question was laid out. And it was so smart, smartly done because Mike went around the fact that he dis he, he Mickey dismissed the supporters of the team outside the building. He brought in the, the players. He could not dismiss the players and said the players are feeling such and such way about it. And he framed all of that. You know what Mickey Loomis said? We're not worried about that. How could you not be concerned about what happened at the back end of the season? And Mike Triplett's not just talking about the back end of the season. Mike Triplett is talking about the pulse of the team because there are players inside of the Saints organization who do not like Dennis Allen, who do not trust Dennis Allen, and that is an issue. But I don't expect Mickey Loomis to know that because Mickey Loomis don't have any interaction with these players, but then want to give them a pep talk at the end of the season when the season is over with. Who, who, who would want to listen to this buffoon at the end of the season? They're like, man, this, where, where the hell you been? We could have used this pep talk during the season. What you going to sit up there and tell them? Well, we expect much better. And we're going to change. If you're going to be around here for the future, we're going to have, we're going to expect much better. Hey, go look in the effing mirror and tell yourself that, bro. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.